Hi, this is Michael Shalingo, and you're listening to One Montville Unites. So, so today we're going to flip the script a little bit, right? So Bantry is going to be our guest, and my guest host for today is going to be Sherry Schwartz. Hi, Sherry. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> It's a it's great to have you. Um, I know you've listened to all of our episodes so far, so now you get to see the process, um, what we call the sausage factory, so to speak, of how it gets made, the effort that we've got to put in to um, uh, get a, a, a script going, and then all of the after output. So, um, welcome to our welcome to our, uh, our process. Awesome! Thanks. I'm excited. <laughs> and we have um, as our typical guest or typical co-host um we have Bonsri Shaw as our guest today and Bonsri is going to be talking about um herself her role in the community um and a little bit about something called minimalism um which is a really interesting topic especially now during the holidays some of the benefits um and resources and links on where you get started if you're interested in adopting a minimalist uh lifestyle well, so hello, guys. Hi, Bonsri. Um, so with that, um, why don't we, we jump right in um, to the conversation and we'll get going. Um, so um, welcome to the show, Sherry. Appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. And welcome, Bonsri. Hello. <laughs> Um, why don't we Why don't we get started, Basri, um Tell us a, a little bit about yourself and and your background in uh, in in Montville. Okay, um, so I moved here about five years ago. Um, I was moving from New York City um, and Jersey City area, and um, I'm an orthodontist by trade, but um, I like to say I'm an environmentalist by heart because it's really what. I love so much, and so immediately when I joined, when I um, moved to the town, um, I signed up to be part of the environmental commission. And so I joined about maybe five years ago, and since then um, I've held a lot of different events, documentary screenings on environmental topics, um, zero, a couple of zero waste fairs, given talks on zero waste living and other environmental related topics, and um, just helped the environmental commission with their other initiatives and um, written a couple of articles um, on Tap into Montville about environmental issues. And um, more recently, um, I've also created the Montville Buy Nothing page, which is just a way for people to donate their free items um, and kind of just encourage reuse. And um, I'm, I'm running a, a Facebook page and an Instagram called Zero Waste in Montville, where I just kind of post like little things I do on a daily basis for the environment kind of because people don't always it's just kind of an easy easy way to share suggestions to see what other people might kind of like for their life so um that's what I've been up to this year has been a little challenging because we can't do our events but so I've been focusing more on the social media aspect of it that's really great and I and I I, sh- I almost advocate shopping on the uh, buy nothing page before I go and look at Amazon or something else and say, okay, I need a thing. Does anybody have it before I need it? Sherry, I've seen you post there too. Yeah, I've posted a bunch of stuff, um, whether it's stuff my kids have 
you know, no longer need any longer or, um, you know, just from cleaning out house. Um, we've had friends who recently moved and so they've had to clean out their whole house and determine what they were taking with them and what they could donate. Um, so I think it's wonderful to see other people use things that maybe we can't use anymore instead of it, you know, filling up our landfills, right? Yeah. So for people who don't know, um, if, if you're not on Facebook, unfortunately, it's it's through Facebook, so you'd have to join. But um, you can go to the search bar and search Montville um, by nothing, B-U-Y nothing, and you'll see the page. And as long as your town says Montville or Persephone or Lincoln Park and Boonton, you'll be admitted. And it's just a really large group of neighbors who try to help each other out, especially in a year where we're kind of all, you know, a little bit um, more careful with our spending. So hopefully, you know, neighbors can help each other out for things that they need. And I would also add, it's, it's not even just spending, but also it we're in the time of it, wouldn't it be nice to also give, right? And to share. Yeah. You know, I've said this before, this town loves to like help each other out. It's a very giving community. So I've seen in two years we created that group. I've seen it just explode. I mean, we have 2000, over 2100 members and um, there's like dozens of posts every day. So yeah. it's, it's really nice to see like people really trying to avoid throwing out good items and filling up our landfills and trying to find good new homes for them. And I know my kids, like we've, we've gotten free stuff too. So I've benefited too. <laughs> and I know, I know people have that same spirit in mind. I'm, I saw on uh, the Montville moms page the other day where someone almost started kind of a train of conversation following that same ethic around, Hey, I have this extra thing. Who else has an extra thing that somebody that needs the extra yeah. thing could. I? And it, 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 it took off like, wildfire it was a yeah. really great post and i saw the community come together with that same spirit sherry that you were talking about like it's a perfect time of year to um be thankful for what you have and um be thankful for being able to give the surplus um mm -hmm. the excess that we don't need to to others um and especially now yeah. And, you know, one of the, actually, this is a little bit, most people don't know this, but one of the reasons I created this page was because I was, I was starting to like learn about minimalism and I really wanted to declutter, but I was not comfortable throwing away things that I know people could use. And Goodwill, people think of Goodwill as a great place, but it's a business and a lot of that stuff gets thrown out. So I wanted to know I was giving it to somebody who would definitely use it. So I, I kind of had a little bit of like my own motive to creating that page because I had so many things I wanted to give away to people. So um, that was that that starting that page was actually um, right around the time where I got really into minimalism and I was trying to find a, a way, a guilt free way to declutter where I could, I knew that, you know, somebody else would use these things so I could. Um, get rid of them and not feel like I'm just throwing away something perfectly good. In fact, I'm making somebody else's life a little happier because I'm, you know, spreading, spreading the love, you know? So it kind of tied around the time where I was uh, starting to really declutter my house. So what, when you use the term minimalism, what exactly is that? <laughs> So yeah, it's a term that um, is a little bit more popular nowadays, but a lot of people may not have heard of it. So um, it's a lifestyle of intentional simplification with the goal of reducing stress, um, detaching from materialism, and learning to prioritize relationships and free time over things. And although we all kind of say that we do, it's it's hard because we've really been conditioned by 
advertisers and society to live it live differently um, and really prioritize our clothes and shoes and cars. And it's just we we are a product of our society. We get these messages from everywhere and everything, you know. So it it really takes um, intentional thought for some people, myself, because I I used to be like very materialistic. Um, so. For some people it may come naturally, but for me, it took a lot of intentional work to kind of detach from that and learn to um, move away from the materialism. And, um, you know, like I said, we, we're always being told that more is better and that the more things we have, the more shoes we have, the more clothes we have, the bigger our house, the happier we are, the happier we are. But um, I've done a lot of research on happiness because it's also just something I'm interested in. And interestingly enough, there is a lot of research on happiness and it almost overwhelmingly doesn't support this. It um, pretty much says that like there is a, um, a pretty low level of need that we like in terms of material things that we need. And then the rest is, is fluff. And so when people think of like needing so much money to, to buy so many things, a bigger house, interestingly, the research on happiness says that we are these material things constitute like something like 10% of our happiness. Like it's, it was shocking to learn that it's, they, they actually, um, the things that we tend to put so much time and effort into um, gaining don't even affect our happiness that much. So, um, and as I learned about minimalism, I realized that when we have more things, more options, it actually is, it creates more work for us because it means we have more decisions to make every single day. And, you know, Steve Jobs and Vera Wang, who wear the same outfit, who Steve Jobs, who used to wear the same outfit, and Vera Wang, who's a fashion designer who wears the same outfit, they've kind of figured this out. You know, when you simplify and you reduce the amount of decisions you have to make, it actually makes your life easier and the, the mental clutter kind of goes away. Um, like, okay, which outfit do I do I wear today? Which earrings do I choose? Okay, which shoes match? And um, I'll say this, that like there are people who really get genuine enjoyment from that, um, but um, it, it's not necessarily true for all of us. And um, sometimes it's hard to figure that out because it's hard to figure out what is truly us and what is truly um, kind of like what we've been trained to think. And um, sometimes testing that theory helps you learn that. I mean, I, I'm coming from, I, I'm somebody who used to own, this is extremely embarrassing, but I used to own like over 30 purses and bags, you know, that's, I'm, I'm not proud of that. And I thought these, these things made me happy. And um, now that I'm down to like five, I'm, I find that I just, it's like less mental clutter for me. Oh, it makes and, sense. And, yeah. they, and, and they say, um, you know, it's, it's the old adage, right? That money can't buy happiness down. With and that. it, it you sounds can, like the research you can see really by kind of behind me that I'm not a minimalist by any shape. <laughs> uh, you know, I've got my books, I've got my, um, you know, my trinkets and my mementos and my icons all over, all over the place to remind me about different aspects of my life. But it sounds like there are a lot of benefits to, um, approaching minimalism, like you said, uh, paring down just components of your wardrobe or, or components of your lifestyle that um, reduce decision-making time, reduce effort, reduce complexity. Um, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice just to have the one jacket to throw on uh, for most occasions and then the one jacket to have as a dress up or the one warm warm one um for uh, when you have to be out in the cold for a long period of time and i get that i i it, it sounds like a lot what are what are some of the other benefits uh, you talked about stress you talked a little bit about uh decision making in time 
what else do you get out of minimalism? So um, one interesting side benefit is that, um, I mean, I guess it's a little bit predictable, but um, there's so much less clutter in my home and I spend a lot less time cleaning and organizing. Um, you know, I've got two little kids and it's, we have, we have some toys in our house. We don't have as much as we used to because I've gotten rid of so many of them. But like I spent, there's so much time cleaning, organizing, putting all the pieces away, like even in the kitchen, like trying to just organize everything. So the less things you have, the easier it is to, to clean um, and organize. And for a lot of people, um, the physical clutter really affects their like inner peace. And um, that is my husband. So for, for him, like he, <laughs> and um, Sherry too. Um, so uh, it's, it's, that just makes people uncomfortable sometimes. But when you have crowded kitchen cabinets and kitchen drawer, like drawers, it's just harder to put stuff away because you don't even know where everything goes. And, you know, you go open your kitchen drawer and there's like five spatulas when maybe one of them can do like the, the job for like all five of them, you know? When have you been and, going around my kitchen cabinets? You know exactly what's in there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, I, I'm not somebody who really likes to cook, um, but I actually found um, that once I've cleaned up my kitchen and got rid of so much stuff, it was so much easier to find things. Like I'm down to like, I think maybe two pots and like three pans and I probably could use, it could, could cut that down a little bit, but it's just so much easier to do, to, to work in the kitchen. Cause everything is so much more accessible. Cause there's like, I don't have to take this out and find this thing underneath. So sometimes one of the benefits is just that things just become easier to use. Like your house becomes easier to use. Um, and you, you less, you spend less time cleaning up and um, less time organizing one of the jobs and, and a, a, women end up taking this role. And we are, we, we, I say we, because I think this is most women, we end up having to spend so much of our free time managing the house. And the more inventory we bring in, the more we have to organize that inventory. Like, I mean, every season I'd have to go through all my kids clothes and put away their old stuff and then find their new stuff that are new sizes. But when you have so many clothes, that takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And um, so we, we end up trading time for, for stuff. Um, so we, we save time in that sense, um, less mental clutter. And that's a little bit more related to, um, not necessarily the, the less, a little bit less the stuff in our house, but like minimizing kind of, uh, other aspects of your life. One example is like, we, t um, it's culture, like in, in kind of, in American culture, maybe it's just like around here, but we tend to throw lavish birthday parties for our kids, like, like really like very deck, like huge decorations and like these fancy party favors and all this stuff. And like I said, some people really love that. And, you know, if you find true joy from that, then that's great. And please keep doing that. But, um, I don't really, you know, but I do feel like I have to because everyone does, you know, and, but, but I sort of decided, you know what, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give out party favors. I'm not going to do these, these things that for me, like, I don't think they, like, they bring me that much joy. I don't think like my kids really care about these things, you know? I, so like when you sort of go through your life and figure out the things that are important to you, 
genuinely versus what you feel is like kind of society's teaching you, it kind of can reduce them at like just the things you have to do in your life. Um, and the biggest thing is like, it saves you so much money, like so much money. We just buy so much less in our home, you know, for Christmas, we buy our kids like one gift. I mean, it's, it's just kind of how I was raised. So, so when I was young, I, we always got one gift. So this is kind of what we continue, but that's like, we save so much money that way. And um, just by like, not buying the things that we normally would buy. So for us, it's been beneficial. And, um, you know, for everybody, like these things, maybe everybody doesn't, you know, find that maybe, you know, this isn't for everyone, but maybe there's some aspects that, that you could, you could gain. Maybe, maybe you really love having all those shoes because that's just makes you so happy, but maybe you realize that like, I'm not really into like, you know, jewelry, or I'm not really into like all this kitchen clutter. It's, it's giving me stress. Maybe that's where I can do it or all these products in the bathroom, but maybe there's some things that can, that can work for you. And that's so what you, I'm to I heard you um, talk about your kids and how young they are, but what happens like when they get a little older and they come home and they say, you know, I want this expensive new toy or um, video console or iPhone or something. How do you get them to sort of take that perspective of similar ideas of like, well, you know, I'm not giving out a goodie bag because I don't need to give out a goodie bag. Well, um, I, I can't, my kids are only two and five, so I haven't really right. hit the school age comparison type, you know, phase. Um, but um, I'm, I'm hoping that things that we teach them now that I'm seeing them already absorb, well, not my two-year-old, she's just a nut, but my five-year-old <laughs> sometimes says things that I, I've said to her. And so I'm hoping that those things just kind of like stick, um, but I, <laughs> I I can't really tell the future, but, um, you, no, know, they do. you know, I, yeah, well, that's good because I, I sometimes she'll be like, um, "Oh, I want a new doll," and I'm like, "Well, you have this one. Like, like, why do you need two? Um, and she'll she kind of gets it. She's she's pretty, um, you know, at the age of five, they just like they think everything you say is right. So, like, it's sort of easy to like instill these uh, beliefs earlier on. And I'm really proud of her because. Um, when she's at a store, like not so much these days, but like she would like last year, she was at a store with her uncle who wanted to buy her something. And she's like, Oh, I already have one of that, you know? And I, I was, I was proud of her. She's just kind of is, is get like already just living that way. Um, when we buy a new toy, she has to get rid of an old toy because I just can't handle the mess. And frankly, I don't really think she plays with all of her toys anyways. So I want her to value the things that she, she has. Um, so I, I think it's easier when you start young, when it's, when your kids are older. I mean, I'm not really sure, but I guess, um, you know, you have to sort of talk to them and ex maybe explain the thinking behind it and maybe they'll understand it. But <laughs> Sherry, you're the expert on parenting older kids, not me. Really, you have teenagers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, but I do see, I do see them benefiting. Um, a, a lot of people, to, um, you know, so this is, um, sorry, uh, when one thing people don't realize is that um, there's actually research on kids and their happiness and kids and toys. Like there's, I mean, people have studied everything. So the research on, on this shows that like kids tend to play with like 10 to about roughly 10 to 15 of their toys. Mm -hmm. um, and the rest is just kind of like just there. And so we, we fill up our rooms with toys and it's just like, you know, like, like 
I said before, it can kind of just drive us a little crazy, but frankly, the kids don't, maybe don't even play with all their toys. Maybe if you get rid of a little, like, this is kind of what I've done. Um, little by little, I just take away a couple of the toys that, that I know they don't play with in a while. And then I put them away. And then every now and then I'll like switch them back. So for some variety, but I've kind of noticed that my kids don't play with as many toys as were originally out. And um, they haven't even really noticed that I've got rid of, like I've put away a lot of them. And um, the research also says that the less, the fewer toys that kids have, but the more open-ended that they are, the more creative they actually get with their play, which is really interesting. And I've, I've seen that happen with my kids. I mean, they're at a younger age, so I'm, I can't really speak for older kids, but I've definitely seen that happen with young kids, which is a nice little perk. I think I'm, I'm glad I can see my kids like they're, they're really using their imagination, really playing with the few toys that they have in a more creative way. It's not all about the kids, though. I mean, a lot of it is in teaching mm -hmm. them um, and, and, and parenting. I know that, you know, for a lot of a lot of what we do for our boys is centered around wanting to give them one um, better experiences than we had growing up, or at least carry on some of the traditions that we had growing up, as well as, um, you know, they'll call it keeping up with the Joneses or, or what mm -hmm. have you and saying, oh, well, all of the kids on the block that my kids know, or all of the kids in my kids' class that they know are doing X, Y, or Z or getting X, Y, and Z this year. You know, it's like every kid in like the sixth grade got their ex toy whatever it was it was like you, you get that pressure as a parent to uh deliver for your kids and then during the holidays you take that same thing on family traditions and say we always had this thing during the holidays whether it was a food or a you know a a, a specific tradition or we always had um, this many gifts. Like you said, you, you, you grew up having one gift, um, which is, which is a, a really good tradition to carry on. And, and I remember Sherry, when we were talking in our initial conversation about this episode that you mm -hmm. said that you do um, a volunteer or a, a donation along yeah. with your gift giving uh, timeframe. Um, how during the holidays, um, Bonsuri, do you, do you think that you can incorporate minimalism and a minimalist lifestyle with keeping up with the Joneses, giving your kids equivalent uh, experiences as their peers, making sure that family traditions are carried on? It's a lot of pressure. And then yeah. taking on minimalism and, and, and really wanting to be impactful to the environment and impactful to um, – uh, are the society and the, and beneficial to the people around yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's a lot. It is <laughs> a lot. Tall, right? <laughs> tall, oh my God. Tall tall order. Order. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, you know, one of the things about, one of the reasons a lot of people go in, like look into minimalism, because they sort of feel like maybe something like, maybe there's something more meaningful, um, than kind of like, um, always like, feel, like feeling your things, like feeling your, your, list with things right so the holidays in, instead of kind of 
focusing on material goods, um, one way to still make people feel loved, because that's what holiday is about, making your family feel special totally. and loved and appreciated. So maybe another way of doing that and, and still kind of think about the environment and still think about like others is to um, give them give them your time or give them your love or give them your gratitude. And so what I mean by that is for, for someone's birthday or for some, for Christmas, maybe you go out to dinner with just your dad. I mean, nowadays it's really hard to, to do these one-on-one -on -one time, like these one-on-one -on -one dinners and they can be so special or again, kind of hard during pandemic, but maybe do something meaningful with them. That's just kind of really um, focuses on them and gives them special attention, um, makes, bake something special or, um, you know, some people can make like, People make handmade soap or giving, giving your love, your time, um, write a love letter and really tell somebody what's so special about them. Because when do we do that? I mean, I like, I love my sister-in-laws, but they don't really know why. I never told them that. I don't really say like, you know, what's, I think is so special about you, but so that, or, um, you know, write, uh, make something special handmade. So these things really, you're, you're giving, you're still giving them stuff. You're still giving them, um, giving them gifts. Um, you're still giving, but, but in a way that's, that shows how much you love them. And that's what they really want. That's what gifts are about. We're trying to show people we love them. Um, but if, uh, if, if you don't really know if that will go over well, I mean, there are so many other eco-friendly gifts you can give that so you can still be, um, celebrate the holidays in a more traditional way, but have a kind of like an eco-friendly twist to it. So there are lots of really other options that aren't as, as, as minimalist, but still you do get the eco-friendly benefit to it. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Go ask daddy. So we might, I don't know if we'll cut that out, but um, so um, if you want to give traditional gifts, but think a little bit more on an eco-friendly level. Um, some options are like, um, you can even just Google gifts made from recycled materials. There's so many toys made from recycled plastics. Um, the brand is like uh, Green Toys. Um, toys that are made very sustainably. Um, that brand is Plan Toys. Gifts for women that are made from recycled plastic. Like my, my favorite shoes that are Rothy's. They last forever. They're about 150 $20. They last for like years and are made from recycled plastic. They're, Rothy's also had, has kids' shoes. Um, Paravel makes really cool um, bags out of recy recycled plastic. So if you do a simple Google search, um, you can find so many different eco-friendly options for gift giving. And, uh, you know, you can still kind of do it in a way that's not going to offend people because maybe your family is like, maybe gift giving is very important to them. Um, I, you know, we, we do celebrate Christmas in my home um, uh, from my family and my husband's, but, um, and it's, it's hard because I, I don't want to offend people by not participating in the Secret Santa, but um, I think once they kind of realized, um, kind of understood me more and understood kind of like the way I think, they were much more open to the idea of not of, of me not participating and they, they knew it wasn't a reflection of me not loving these people, but it was just a reflection of kind of like, um, kind of the way I, I live my lifestyle. Um, and I can still participate and I can still be there and be happy and enjoy their company. And it's, it kind of was accepted and it wasn't, mm -hmm. I didn't get too much pushback, but you, you sort of have to navigate your own family a little bit. It's not an easy thing to do. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this year with, you know, the crazy year of 2020 and COVID, and I think we've really learned to recognize what is important to us. I think Thanksgiving this year takes on a different meaning, hopefully for, you know, many yeah. of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen actually a lot of posts um, on social media talking about like the four gift um, givings, the want, need, wear, and read. Um, and I thought that's that's meaningful for everyone, all ages, right? For young children, all the way up to seniors of, you know, you, you give you get something maybe that you do want, you get something that you do need um, and that something that you wear and then make, you know, something that you read. And, um, you know, I think for people who are really trying to make small steps, you know, because I don't think people are going to go overnight to this, but um, that could be even a great way of just starting out and, and still celebrating the holidays. I I agree. I think, um, the gifts that I've always been most appreciative of getting um, are those ones that I've needed the most, but have put off giving myself throughout the year. Like, yeah. like I really need, you know, a new pot for my plants because it's, um, you know, it's root bound and I'm, you know, and I know I'm going to the, to the Home Depot or the Lowe's or whatever, and I could pick one up. I don't need it right now. Like I, I always say not now. And I knock now myself to death. And then, you know, when I get it, it's so much more thoughtful because the person that got it for me, you've been needing that since, you know, you mentioned it in April. And I see that you still haven't done it for yourself. And here's something that, you know, A, I, I, like, I knew you needed it and, and um, you weren't going to get it for yourself. Uh, and like you said, and things you wear, I put off buying myself sneakers. I'll wait until they have holes in them. Like I, I just hate buying shoes in general, but getting a pair of, uh, you know, getting a pair of, uh, really nice sneakers is like, oh my gosh, you thought you saw my problem, you fixed it. And it's something useful to me. So those gifts, like you said, Sherry, I think are the, always the most impactful. The orange book on my desk, the, it's Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. My wife, um, gave me for my birthday uh, because she said, you know, it's because it's, it's more you than anybody I know. And it, it's like, that's, that's that thing. It's what about, you know, what are you going to wear or what are you going to read? And it's less about the want. It's, it's always about like, you know, what do I need? So that, that that's a really cool, um, that's a really cool sentiment. Yeah, um, I didn't and, make and it up. I, no, 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 <laughs> I didn't make it up. I take no credit. I just seen it posted a bunch, <laughs> and, and I thought it was good, really it's meaningful. It's great for the conversation, and it's yeah. a good way to start off easy, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. other other ways you could start off easy, Spencer. You started out by mentioning uh, the zero waste in Montville site and the Montville Buy It Now page, um, and and joining those are, are great ways to declutter, remove things that you know maybe you. Were considering cleaning out a closet and, and donating it and another way that people could get it. Um, what are some other ways that, that you think that, um, that people could start off easy? So, um, you know, everyone to them and you know, some people are chefs and they, they like home chefs and need everything in their kitchen. So it's really about discovering what, what kind of will work for you, you and your specific lifestyle. And the way you would do that is um, f- learn a little bit more about this. And easy ways to do that is um, if you're on Facebook, follow a couple of my favorite like pages. I mean, you could follow, follow zero 
for more like module related um, tips, but um, Minimal Mom is on uh, YouTube. She has amazing videos on how to declutter and kind of what it's done for her family. And she's just such like a, a vibrant, positive personality that I just like want to be her best friend. But she's really fun to watch. She's got these really short, simple videos. So that's the Minimal Mom. Um, she's on Facebook. Um, you can Google TED Talks on minimalism where you can um, going zero waste on Instagram or Facebook. Those are also, she's also a very, very popular, like girlfriendly kind of blogger. Or um, if you're not, but still really want to try to learn about like eco-friendly living, um, again, following going zero waste is a good place, but just follow eco watch on Instagram or Facebook and you'll kind of learn a little bit more about the environment and, and what you can do to um, live a little more um, eco-friendly. So, um, the, the number one way is just to explore it. The way I started when I first heard about minimalism, I'm not even sure how I heard about it, but this was years ago, but just went to YouTube and said, like, what is minimalism? How do I become more minimalist? And I just loved watching these videos. And they kind of spoke to me because they spoke about a simpler, easier, less stressful life. And I was in a point in my life that I felt a little bit like just like too much. Like I just, there's always stuff to do. And I was like, I, I, I don't, didn't like that, you know, it kind of, so that resonated with me, resonated with me well. So just exploring the topic on, on Google or YouTube is just a good place to start, I think. Um, and but your, yeah, audio, you know, I, your audio and, got and, a little bit choppy there for a minute. Yeah, uh, I thought so. Okay. Um, but we'll, you want we'll me to say get again? All, no, 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 that's okay. We'll, we'll get all of those resources that you mentioned out as part of the website links, as part of the um, uh, uh, podcast links uh, so that people can uh, click on them because I don't, I'm pretty sure that um, nobody takes notes during a podcast. <laughs> uh, except you so, except you michael yeah, i do i really do um but I, I'm, that's part of the process um uh, but um we'll, we'll make sure that all of those links that that Bonsuri mentioned uh, are on on site so you can click on them and, and go through some of them great okay great great yeah and you know i'm pretty accessible i mean on online if anyone has and i, I actually do get ready from people in town being like, hey, I'm not sure about, like, have you heard of this? And and I'm happy to, to do that. I'm always happy to talk about like eco-friendly living or zero waste living, minimalism. So if if you're on Instagram or, or Facebook and you see zero waste in Montville, um, that's me. And you can just go ahead and message me. And I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do get, I guess people know that I'm the like the crazy environmental lady and I'm really happy to answer anyone's questions. And um, if I can't, I'm, I can always ask um, other members of the Environmental Commission and, and get people an answer. Awesome. That's great. Um, last to go, um, one or two things anybody can do to simplify their lives. Um, I think the first step is joining the buy nothing group. Um, that's the first step um, <laughs> because uh, it will give you the inspiration and um, it will help you let go of the guilt of decluttering, knowing that you're, you're giving this to somebody else who either needs it or wants it. Um, so I think that's the first step you can do. And um, the second step would just be to follow a page on, on Facebook or Instagram. There's, there's just the simplest things to do um, because it's, it's really about finding out, learning more, like what would work for you. So um, 
and, and Sherry, I, I think that, um, you know, I think that some of the things that you said are, are interesting, good starts too, in terms of, um, I love that want, read, want, wear, <laughs> say it again. How it, is it? It's need, want, wear, read. Need, want, wear, read. Yeah. And um, you said you read it and it wasn't yours. You stole it. Where'd you get it from? It's, I've seen it on Facebook or Instagram. I don't know. I just randomly have like people have just posted it and it, uh -huh. it sort of stuck with me. And I thought, and, and maybe it's also, you know, in, in our house, um, you know, we're Jewish. So we celebrate Hanukkah and I grew up having like small gifts on the first seven, you know, it's, it's eight nights. So the first seven were like small gifts and the eighth night was like our big gift. So I remember getting like a cabbage patch doll or a boom box. Now I'm totally dating myself, but, but like we would definitely get, you know, books on the other days or, you know, um, so it kind of reminded me of that, of like, we would get clothes or we would get books or, and I felt like this, that's a similar idea for like those nights. Um, so maybe that is why it stuck with me so much. That's, that's, and, go ahead, sponsor. And I'm not, I, you know, I, I, like I said, my kids are young, so I, I don't really want to, presume but i imagine that it's it's even if your kids are older you can always start a new tradition um you know if you say okay this year we're going to do something different that, you know with christmas and do these four you know different kind of gifts and make that a thing i don't know i i'm i, I tend to think that you know when given a chance kids are pretty adaptable and especially when given an explanation so um maybe try that out um you know if you want to kind of still um start small and uh and you have some older kids just i think maybe give them a little bit of benefit of doubt they might they might adjust okay if you if you try something new and sherry you you mentioned um something that your family does during holidays or birthdays um mm -hmm. about about donating and volunteering yeah so we started this even when like the kids were babies um is that for every birthday and for hanukkah um they would have to pick a brand new toy that they just received and they have to donate that um and then around their birthdays is also when we sort of clean house so that when we donate that one toy or whatever it is that they choose we're also donating just other stuff that has you know they haven't played with in a while um so now when they open their presents, they know like, okay, this is, this is the one thing that I'm going to, you know, donate. And, and admittedly, um, it's often not the most popular favorite toy. They love to keep that, but um, it might be some outfit they don't like very much or some, you know, random gift that made no sense or could have been a duplicate gift. Um, but I think it's still important just to, to, teach kids, you know, that, you know, we're really blessed and fortunate. And um, if we can help others in some sort of way, um, it's just good to instill that in them. That's brilliant. Uh, and so you've been adopting um, minimalism for, 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 for your kids all of this whole time. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to share a suggestion that, um, that somebody else gave me. Um, so I'm, my, me, my husband has a lot of cousins and so there's like 30 of us um, on his side and we always do a big secret Santa which I traditionally you know like don't normally participate in um, but this year somebody else suggested um, that why don't we adopt a family and we instead of doing the, the secret Santa we get like buy gifts for these um, you know 
these their kids and people just loved it you know people really loved it so that's kind of another way you can start small instead of doing a family secret santa maybe you do this because we know this year there's going to be so many more families in need who can't give their kids toys that they want so maybe the ones maybe if we have a little bit of like extra we can do that i, I thought that was an awesome idea i didn't come up with it some you know one of my husband's cousins did but just yeah, I think that's a great idea. And that's a great way to also involve children, you know, because it's like, you know, we have this family and this, this child is around your age. What, what do you think they would enjoy? And um, to, you know, have them be a part of that. Um, so it is really meaningful. That's um. That's that's a really great sentiment, sponsor. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that. Thanks for yeah. thanks for for sharing it with us yeah. today. Um, I think that gets us close to the bottom of our uh, our talking points. Um, I didn't have any further to add. Um, Sherry, did you have any other questions you wanted to um, or or things that you wanted to talk about today? Um. No. And. I, I think I'm good. And I thank you because I think the question I was asking, you asked so much better and it made more sense <laughs> about like, you know, buying the hot toy for kids is, you know, like keeping up with the Joneses. That was so much better. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a really good question. It made me think about just the, you know, the motivation, why I want for why I want to buy the gift or why I want to do the thing or why I want, you know, to, to bring stuff into my life. What are those motivations that, that move me to do? Um, and, um, you know, your, your motivation Bonsuri, is really great on, um, on decluttering and de-stressing and, and keeping a, a clean home and saving money. Those are all great aspirations and alternatives to buying stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's, it's, it's just it's been a process I mean it's it's some of these things are hard to really understand until you live it um like but going through this for the last three or four years it's really changed me so much and I, I it's hard sometimes to to understand that until you live it but it's really changed my perspective on like everything that like all the messaging we get from the advertisers it's it's really changed my yeah well, with that, I think um, we'll go ahead and, and wrap up the conversation for today. And, and I think that uh, I, this has been hugely informative and, um, and inspiring, really, uh, more than uh, uh, more than anything else. And I really appreciate your time. Sherry, I think we're going to probably want to have you on as a guest instead of a guest host at some point in the future. <laughs> you okay with that? Um, sure. I don't know what I could add, but, uh, you know. We'll get you to talk about something. <laughs> I guess, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm sorry for the background noise too. My kids are home, and you know, so if if it's a little, if you're hearing that, Tom, listeners, sorry. sorry. No, apologize. <laughs> it's yeah. it's how we live our lives now. Work and home are one place. It's um, true. And- I know. I have my husband working in the next room, and both of my kids. The Schoology crashed this morning, and all I kept thinking was. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, but, you know, it happens. Yeah, it's life. It, it is. It's just life. And we're all doing the best we can. So having uh, background noise on a Zoom call is, is not abnormal for anybody these days. Right. So, But but thank you for sharing uh, all of that on minimalism with us, uh, Bonsri. Yeah. Oh, it's totally my pleasure. I could talk about this forever. So <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> And um, have a great day, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you on the next episode of One Month Will Unite. Bye.
All right. Wonderful, guys. Bye. Happy Happy Thanksgiving. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.